0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. I pretty much have come to the conclusion, in my specific situation, I can no longer go outside for a long period of time during the summer without mosquito spray. I, You know, it's it's embarrassing that I am actually going to speak about this. It's probably not really heard of, I'll be honest. Never really was a problem for me this many years ago. But for some reason, lately, whenever I go outside, you know, maybe just to like barbecue, throw something away. If somebody's outside, they want to talk, you know, do anything like that I get bit up by mosquitoes crazy constantly I was out a couple days ago just in my driveway for about like five minutes only five minutes and I just get I, I as I'm standing there the I feel the itch on my legs my calves my ankles, because I'm wearing flip-flops, and it's, you know, not flip-flops, but I'm barefoot, you know, not really really doing anything that's, you know, you know it requires me to have shoes on, but I just immediately start feeling itchy, and then I come back inside, I'm itching some more, and then I look at my legs, and I'm like, oh, look at this, I got, like, 20 bites just on my legs, I can't believe it, how, how much this happens to me, and it's like, it's almost hap- like it happens... Every single time I go outside, pretty much inevitable that it's going to happen. So I guess there's only one situation left for me to do, and that's to put on bug spray. And I have some bug spray now, and I haven't, and I I just started putting it on because you know what? I don't care anymore. You know, bug spray to me was always, like, putting on sunblock in, like, a situation where it's like, well, you only put on sunblock in my situation if I'm going to be outside for a long time, right? Like, swimming, being out, like, for an extended period of time, maybe at a theme park. But, like, if I'm just going to be outside of my yard for, like, maybe an hour, probably not, right? But no, now it's it's become, if I'm going to go outside for five minutes anywhere outside, and I'm going to be in shorts, and maybe just some shoes, and that's it, I got to put on freaking bug spray now, it's embarrassing, I actually hate it, and I put some on yesterday, because that happened to me over the weekend, I'm like, you know what, I I just can't, I cannot continue to live like this, I got to be more responsible in my life, Because I just don't want to deal with it anymore because I'm so itchy. I'm itching my legs right now because I actually can't stop. You know when you start scratching an itch, whether it be, you know, a bug bite or spider bite or whatever. And you just, well, mainly you just like bites. You just can't stop. I mean, I'll be be surprised like if I get bit by a mosquito, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that mother effer don't have West Nile virus sheesh i mean i don't know hopefully not luckily you know i'm not feeling sick or anything knock on wood but you know hopefully that that'll happen because i'm pretty sure that that thing is still a thing right isn't west Nile virus still a thing is that like a sickness or a infection or some kind of disease that you know happens to people when they get bit by mosquitoes Of course, I don't know the symptoms, so I can't really tell if I have it or not. I'm pretty sure I don't have anything because I feel great. I feel fantastic besides the fact that I'm itching all over my legs. Oh, and my arms too, by the way. And my arms. And you know what's crazy? Is if I'm outside along with somebody else, I am the one, the only guy that gets the most bites. That gets bitten the most. I don't know what it could possibly be why I would get more bites than somebody else. Is it possible that a mosquito can smell my blood through my skin? I think I've heard that dogs can smell your blood through your skin. I'm pretty sure that might be a thing. I'm going to Google that real quick just to be sure because I've heard that... Um, that is a thing. Okay. So there is apparently, um, studies that have shown that dogs can use their highly evolved sense of smell to pick out blood samples from people with cancer, um, with almost 95% of accuracy. That's insane. Actually, you know, I think about that. Um, they can't smell you or they can't smell your blood. Um, They can smell the cancer And I'm pretty sure I did talk about that On this podcast But you know just to reiterate That's pretty incredible That's actually pretty incredible If you think about it And I would assume that You know certain dogs Can probably smell a lot better At you know Detecting cancer in your blood Than others Like I'm pretty sure the bloodhound Has like the best smell Any dog could ever have and that the, uh, the, that's, like, the best, like, smell thing that we can smell that's domesticated, you know, like a dog, right? Obviously, I'm pretty sure the best-smelling animal out there, the one that can smell the best, is the bear. And that's, like, not even close. Like, a bear can outsmell a, a bloodhound by a lot. Like wouldn't even be a competition at that point because a bear just got freakishly crazy sense of smell, which always, I'll be honest, when I was a kid, freaked me the fuck out, because I used to go camping when I was a kid, right? We would go camping and we would actually go camping, camping. Like we would not be in no cabin, we wouldn't be in no RV, no trailer. We'd be in a goddamn tent. Now, thank God we live. You know, we never went to like Yellowstone or any any national park that had. Grizzly bears, right? We mainly camped in California uh, Yosemite National Park when we were kids. We'd go to this campground where you would have to put all your food, toiletries, seasonings, toothpaste, and all that stuff. You know, like I said, everything in a bear box that was made of solid steel. That it was like in your campground area, and sometimes you know wouldn't you know we would bring a little too much. Chow, depending on how long we would stay camping. You know, my family used to do like a week. One time we went for two weeks. That was crazy how much food we had to bring on that, that trip. The amount of packing was crazy. But the um the the rangers and everybody would say that the bears up there, which are black bears, had this crazy sense of smell that they could smell for a mile. They could smell all your food for miles, right? And they would just, you know, sniff it out and try to, uh, you know, get it, try to eat your food, you know. That's why they have the bear box, because it's made out of like some kind of steel that a bear can't get to, because there was also videos and like, you know, warnings everywhere to make sure you store your food in the bear box, because the bear will tear apart your car if it is in there, because like these guys these bears these 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 hooligans are freaking desperate right for food they're they're tired at this point of eating bugs and berries and all the bullshit i think i've seen like a, a black bears eat like grass and shit <clears throat> which is really strange when you you picture a bear you know a, you picture like a ferocious bear and the the motherfucker's eating berries and grass like huh, you're kind of a bitch but then again, they the black bears eat meat as well. I've seen one. I've seen one in Yosemite on the side of a road tearing up a deer. I have seen it. It was crazy. People were stopping just to see it. There was traffic built up. And this motherfucker was going at this deer like it was his last meal. Like, you can probably tell that he was desperate at that point. It might have been roadkill that he dragged to the side of the road because... I don't see a lot of black bears, you know, out there. They're not really known for hunting deer out there. Like, this guy seemed a little desperate. Like, he found it and was like, you know what? I'm starving. I'll eat it. You know, I don't care. I'm going to eat it. And that was, like, kind of crazy to me. And that just shows, like, how ver- how ferocious these bears can get. Because sometimes when you see a black bear, you know, just roaming around, they don't seem all that ferocious. But apparently they are super ferocious. Like, more people get killed by black bears than grizzly bears in the wild. Because I think black bears are a lot more territorial. So, if, like, you're messing around in a black bear's territory, they'll get more, you know, um, they'll get more aggressive. And they'll probably attack you a lot more than a grizzly bear does. A grizzly bear might attack you if it feels threatened or if it's got cubs But for the most part, what I've read is that black bears are much more territorial than grizzly bears, which is shocking to me because a grizzly bear is a freaking behemoth, right? They can get up to like 10 feet tall, or at least like the brown Kodiak bears in Alaska. Or in Kodiak Island, they can get up to like 10 feet tall. What you see, and you see these videos of like these massive behemoths, these giant bears just, just roaming around Alaska and Kodiak Island. It's like, dang... How did we, humans, how did we ever conquer the frontier in America? Because the frontier in America, right, when they said, go west, young man, to Lewis and Clark to go discover the new world, which was, like, west of, like, New York and all that, they had to go through that frontier, and in that frontier, they had a bunch of animals there, you know, mountain lions, uh, grizzly bears, wolves, all, all types of predators that could just destroy you. And nowadays, for in a lot of states, they don't have a lot of those animals anymore because they drove them out. Like, California used to have the grizzly bear here. They used to have it. Now they don't. And I was always like, kind of like, when we would go camping, you would hear that they used to have grizzly bears in Yosemite. But then they drove them out because well, that shit's fucking dangerous. I mean, you see how people can and have been killed by grizzly bears just like it's it's crazy to see so you know why have why go camping somewhere where something could eat you it never really made any sense to me like back then my parents would be like yo you want to go to Yellowstone we can go camping there I'm like yo have you seen those bears there like they don't care they will destroy you within seconds like these little bears because i because i've seen the black bears more as you know more in my life and i'm like those guys are nothing compared to grizzly bears like i just don't want to be near them they're like monsters like that they they they. apparently you can't even really camp in yellowstone like like tent camping like you like we did in Yosemite, you can't even do that there because you got to at least go in with a, with an RV, some kind of protection. That way that bear doesn't just like, you know, swat that tent and, along with that swatting your ass. I, I was like, good. You should not be able to camp there because that is dangerous. That entire park has grizzly bears, right? It's crazy. And apparently, you know, kind of going back to the sense of smelting, what I've also kind of um, picked up on, and I've I've actually you know seen people talk about this, is the w- reason why the bloodhound has such a good sense of smell. Kind of goes hand in hand with uh, well. First of all, their nose, right? Which I'm pretty sure the wet nose of a dog kind of makes it easier for them to smell stuff. If I'm being completely honest, I don't know what exactly. The science or the biology is with that nose that dogs have that makes them have such elite smell compared to us, but it might have something to do with it. But I have also heard that the, the reason that the bloodhound uh, smells so good in addition to having that wet nose is because their ears like kind of like, like fan their face with the smell around them. Like if they're picking up a trail, those ears when they're running and shit, kind of just push that scent into their nose, you know, giving it more of like a fanning it towards them. So the scent will like essentially never disappear from them unless it's actually gone, like the trail gone is gone cold, which in my opinion is freaking crazy because I never knew that that was like a mechanism to help them smell better. Like could you imagine if we had that type of smell? If we could smell anything, you know, from miles away, that'd be insane. Like, I mean, of course, like if you're like in a pretty decent-sized room, right? Someone lays a fart. Odds are you can smell it. You'll be able to smell it pretty easily. It'll get to you. It might take some time, but it will get to you. And I'm not too sure if it's because that's how that's how um, fast the fart can travel throughout a room, or that's just your sense of smell picking it up. There's really no really way, I think, that we know how to tell, you know, which is dominating the other. Is it the fart that's dominating the room or is it your, your nose picking it up like it's easy? you know, I never really knew uh, how that works. But can you only imagine, though, if you're one of these poor bastards, you know who, who got the, from the pandemic and they, they lost their tent, their sense of smell and they're still without smell? Did that be insane? I think I'd go in crazy. When I got sick with a cocoa, um, I did lose my sense of taste and smell for a few days, like maybe about five days. And my God, it was one of the worst experiences of my entire life. I'm pretty sure I broke it down to you when I got it last year, but I will never forget how painful it was to not be able to taste your food, or to smell your food, or or to smell anything. You know, uh, cologne, soap, shampoo—like you miss all that shit. You know, it's like it's such a uh, uh, a part of your existence is to smell things and to experience it through smells. You know, and taste. By the way, you try to eat food without having a sense of taste, you probably couldn't even eat all that much. It would probably be a good tactic and a good way to lose some pounds. You know, if you couldn't smell. I do remember, though, when I was sick with uh, uh, coronavirus, I was dropping weight pretty frequently. But I don't remember why I dropped weight all that much. Maybe it was because my body was trying to fight off uh, the virus and it just used all of its resources. Or... I, Because I don't really remember eating that little food. Like I thought it wasn't that... I thought I wasn't I thought I was eating like a still a pretty decent amount every day. Even though I wouldn't be able to smell it all that much, I would still eat, I would still be hungry, but I think it was just like my body was just like being spent trying to defeat trying to conquer uh the virus. And I don't know, you know, it doesn't really doesn't really make all that much sense, I'll be honest. But at the same time, it kind of does because like when you are sick, when your immune system is fighting a virus in your body, you know, you you kind of do have to, you know, all hands on deck at that point. You just got to face it head on and just beat the virus, you know, beat the shit out of that thing and uh, put it put it to sleep. I'm pretty, I guess that's what my body did. And then after that, of course, you know, I went through that great weight loss and then gained it all back within a half a day. I was like, damn, shit that sucks, because I'm in the process right now of losing weight, and I go to the gym almost every day, go to the treadmill, lift weights, feel good about it, feel really good, and um, I've actually finally started to notice that I have been losing weight, because what I like to do is I like to lift weights, and I like to walk on the treadmill at an incline, you know, kind of like simulate a uh, simulate a hike. I feel like it gets my heart pumping even more than normal. And I also feel like though, when you do an incline walk, you build more leg muscle and thigh muscle than you would if you just ran or jogged. I think maybe you probably have the same amount of muscle uh, growth in your calves possibly, but I feel like I get a lot more muscle growth and muscle definition in my, uh, in my thighs, in my quads, than uh, I would with running, and I kind of feel like, for the most part of my journey working out, I I kind of noticed like it I wasn't really losing poundage like pounds yet. Maybe it was because as I was losing, as I was burning the fat, I was also kind of building, replacing that with some muscle. And now I think I'm at the point where I pretty much, you know, I'm I'm gaining a lot of muscle in my legs. Maybe it's kind of plateauing out there. And I'm still going to the gym every day pretty much. And now the fat's really starting to burn off. Maybe that's it. Because I've noticed that my stomach also does not protrude as much as it used to. That also could be the fact that I don't eat as much as I used to anymore. I've been cutting back on my food intake quite a bit. Because I feel like, one... I'm listening to my body a lot more, which means that when I'm satisfied with my food, I'll just stop eating. I'll just stop. I won't eat anymore. Try not to eat as late as possible, and I try to eat better. Even though it's like minimal, minimal things I cut out here and there, I feel like it's a better option, like, you know, than eating like, to eat like a piece of fruit, than like a bag of chips, you know? The little things. It's it's small battles, but I feel like it's finally starting to happen. It's finally, st- finally starting to show off because now I've lost uh, nine pounds, which feels great. Feels good. Feels like a, you know. Feels like you're actually making progress in something. You're actually doing a thing that is bettering your life, which is all I really wanted to do. Was just to better my existence, better my 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 time on this earth. You know. I was just sick and tired of how I looked and how I felt. And I was just like, man, what if I actually cared? You know, what if I actually gave a shit? And what if I actually, uh, you know, I actually put in the effort and put in the time. And I think it's, you know, it's been going good. You know, there's a couple days where I really, really don't want to go. But then I go, then I'm like, I complete it. I'm like, yeah. You avoided being a bitch, and you did it, and you feel great about it. You know, you feel awesome. So, but again, that feeling of not wanting to go is always like a few hours before you go. Once you're there, like once you actually commit and you go there, that feeling is pretty much gone. You get on that treadmill, you get on those weights, and you just go. It's like, that's all gone. It just disappears, And that's really the mental battle, I think, that pretty much everybody has when they decide to work out or make a health change. Whether it be like eating better or working out, you know, it all kind of like just like a snap in your brain that kind of just, it's a mentality that you either, that you gotta do it and you gotta quit being a bitch about it. That's kind of what I've been noticing too is like also like once you work out too. You don't really want to eat the worst stuff. You want to eat the best stuff that you can possibly find or buy. Like when I come back from work from like a workout, I don't try to eat like cheeseburgers or like hot dogs. I'll I'll eat like fruit, some trail mix. I'll make a sandwich that's not super heavy. Maybe some chicken if I have it. I'll just have that eat that and uh, you know just try to eat better drink some water not no no soda nothing too sugary you know just really try to benefit and 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 not ruin what I just did and I think that goes in hand in hand too and it's all like a mentality like I said if you're working out if you're exercising and putting in work you're not going to want to destroy what you just did and eat like the worst thing that you can possibly eat you just won't you know sometimes it's hard to do that you know if uh if there's no really other options or really it's all just about mentality but it could also be about you know you know how old you are your maturity too like how mature are you like do you know are you aware that the bad the stuff that you put into your body is not good and it could directly benefit or or it could directly um worsen your health like I know that you know I'm about to be 30 my friends so I in my head I'm like should a 30 year old really be killing this much ice cream should a 30 year old really be eating this much candy should a thirty year old really be consuming this much pizza and a lot of times the answer to those questions is a resounding no so it's kind of like how you know that's kind of how like i i i approach these things you know it's kind of a it's a life change it's a life adjustment you know but it's a I feel like it's a good one I feel like it uh you grow, this is like real growth, you know, you actually see growth as your personality changes and as you you get older, you're like, you know, I don't need this, I really don't need this, I almost bought a mini-fridge, it was an Xbox Series X mini-fridge, it looks just like the console. Of course, but it's bigger to fit, you know, fit, I think it was eight, 12 ounce cans of whatever. And I saw it and it was $49 plus tax, of course. And I'm like, damn, this looks really cool. This looks so cool. I could put it right there. I could put some Coca-Cola in that. I could put maybe a couple bottles of water could do this. This this part's removable so I could put like a bigger drink in there if I needed to. It was so cool. I love Xbox. It was sick. And I'm like thinking to myself, should I pick this up? Should I buy this? And you know what I did? I backed away. And I said no. Should a 30-year-old man have a Xbox Series x Series X themed mini fridge. No, you should not. And it's not like the fact, it's not like I don't like to have fun. I do like having fun. I'm not some boring old Scrooge, right? But there also comes a point in your life where your interests aren't as, your interests are not as, they're not as strong as they used to, as they used to be. You know, you could say like maybe seven years ago, I was really, really, really into Star Wars, really, really into Star Wars. I had like Star Wars shirts. I had a bunch of Star Wars figures. I bought a bunch of this Star Wars merch because I was such a fan and it was kind of popping back then. It was kind of hot. It was like in the it was a cool thing to be into back then. It had its fans. It had its haters. It was cool to. It was a cool thing to be a part of. I still think Star Wars is pretty cool still, minus the sequel trilogy, some of the sequel shows, some of the episodes in those sequel shows, you know, whatever, and not as creative as as it used to be. But I don't really find myself wanting to ever purchase and ever actually wear a Star Wars merchandise anywhere in my life. Like, I would never... Like, my my entire identity in that sense has changed. I would not... Would absolutely not want to be caught outside wearing a T-shirt that has Star Wars on it. Just would not want to do it. But seven years ago, I would do that. And I was okay with that. I was cool with that. But now that I've gotten older... That nerdy shit is just like, I don't want to have that as a t-shirt in public. I'm just, uh, it's just it, it's, I've grown out of that. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that. A regular t-shirt's fine. T-shirt that has sports stuff, I still love sports, so like that is more of my speed now. That's more of my speed. The nerdy stuff has just kind of faded away. I'll be honest. It's not like I purged it. I was like, get out of there, beat it out of myself. It just kinda goes away. But I'll be honest, maybe also Star Wars themselves have kind of done that to myself as well because they made the brand so bad in in recent in recent uh releases of their their shows and movies. So in a way they kind of did it to themselves too, but also it's like I kind of just grew out of it. I just kind of grew out of it, you know, people like to say, no, you don't grow out of everything, you don't grow out of anything, you kind of do, in a weird way, you kind of do, and you never think it, you would, you never think you would in the moment, but you kind of do, that's kind of why I never it. never, ever, ever want to get a tattoo, because I don't know if I'm gonna like the shit that I get a tattoo of within 20 years, I'll be honest, like, People ask me, what would you get a tattoo of? Would it be a lightsaber? Would it be this? Would it be that? I'm like, a lightsaber would be cool then, but am I going to like Star Wars then as much as I do now to be proud of this tattoo? You know, interests change, people change, things change. Like, I would be like, no. No, I wouldn't want that at all. No. I don't really find attachment in those type of things, those entertainment things. I think... That type of stuff fluctuates so much that I would not want to get a tattoo of. I really, like, I have I've put into some thought of that of that, you know, too. If I was to get one tattoo, what would it be? And I cannot actually put my finger on one thing that I would get a tattoo of and be proud that I have that on my body for the rest of my life. Can't do it. I can't name one thing. And it just shows, I think it just shows, it speaks to me as a person that tattoos are just not my thing. And I also don't really understand how people can get tattoos and, you know, not have, not grow through, go through that same, you know, thought process of, am I going to really give a shit about this in 20, 10 years, 10 years even. Am I going to give a shit about this stuff? I don't know. I I just maybe I maybe I think too far forward, you know, too far forward in my life to be like you know, to 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 actually make that type of you know, to, uh, take that type of risk, but maybe that's also just me. Maybe I just don't I don't think that in my personality am I going to like that that thing? within 10 years, probably not, probably not, um, but yeah, besides me bullshitting, besides me, you know, my, my life being just a mess with how, you know, I'm getting bit by mosquitoes, all this bullshit, and like today, a train took like five minutes, no, eight minutes to cross the tracks so I could get home after work, some more bullshit, You know, things that people normally get mad at in day-to-day life. In day-to-day functions and day-to-day things that'll, that'll get you pissed off. There's a couple things out there that get people really pissed off that I don't really understand why. But I guess this is a very, very new thing that's just happened and people are extremely mad about like like extremely 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 mad like really really mad people are extremely mad about twitter changing to x people are very very mad about that so mad it's actually kind of embarrassing like i get it that you're probably not the biggest fan of elon musk I don't really understand why you would be that mad at the fact that he changed the platform from Twitter to X. Like, people actually being mad at that. Even the the app does the same functions. It works the same pretty much. It doesn't... I mean, the logo is different. The app icon itself is different. It's no longer called a tweet. It's called a post now. So I guess you can be mad at the fact that the app is, you know, the, the 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 lingo around the app of tweeting is gone and going on Twitter is gone. But like for you to be that, that mad about it is kind of crazy. And I've seen tons of people that are just furious about it. Like they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They'll make posts that, hey, mm, I'm mad. I hate it. I hate this app now, to so much, some of them have deleted it, like, whoa, I mean, it pretty much does the same thing, it does this, that, you can post, you can hashtag, it does all the same stuff, and you're just mad that the name changed, okay, I mean, I guess, you know, you do each his own, you could be mad at whatever the hell you want, but I honestly think that this madness, this rage, will be dead within, like, two weeks. And then you wouldn't even give a shit. Like, X is the same. It's just a different name now. And I, you know, maybe maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Maybe there's some behind-the-scenes things that I'm not familiar with that I, you know, don't know why it's called that or why Elon did it or what. But that's also, like, not important in my life to care because... It isn't directly harming me. It isn't directly affecting my way of life. You know, it being X now is just like, a, it's just change, baby. That's all it is, is change. You know, some people enjoy change. Others hate it. I'm sort of in the middle. Like, it if it don't really bother me, then it's not going to matter to me. It's not going to bother me at all. You know, the fact that X is now Twitter, or that Twitter is now X, really means nothing to me, it doesn't, I mean, what I have named it X, no, but I guess this guy has a, Elon Musk has a pretty um, well-known obsession for the letter X, not sure why, don't know, I, I, I don't know why, but he is, and if he wants to name it that, then he can do whatever he wants, it is his company, you know, and with the laws in place, I, you know, I'm not too sure. Like if he if he um, spearheaded this without people's consideration or what, but like seems like whatever he did was he able to go through and he was able to, to name it X. Now, <laughs> I I haven't watched that much TV since it has changed to X. I know I watch a lot of SportsCenter, and they used to have like the little, little uh, Twitter icon with their their handle right there. They're probably going to have to change that to an X now with the handle right there because Twitter is no more. It's called X. I actually – maybe that's who the people are getting that, – that's mainly the people that are getting furious is the people that got to do the graphic designs and put all their handles there and get the right emblems and the right logos and shit Maybe those people are pissed off more because they gotta do extra work, but if like, you're just like some kind of normal everyday Joe that browses Twitter and does this, that, and the other and is mad because it's not Twitter anymore, that maybe you have a little bit of a problem. Maybe. I can understand you getting mad at that, but what you should really be mad at is the fact that anybody can buy a checkmark on X. Listen, I have argued about this and I have ranted about this in previous episodes, but the fact that you can actually buy your your check mark is ridiculous. That is that that is one thing that should change from X. Like we should not be able to pay for a check mark to verify yourself when you. You have no, you have no credentials to be notified by the general public that you are a verified uh, user of the app. Like when people use and when people see these check marks, they think of legit users, they think of legit companies, they think of legit people, people that have a following that is greater than yours, greater than you can imagine and all you got to do is pay a monthly fee and you can get that check mark. come on i feel like that's a little bit more of a of an issue that is that could just go you know too far you know like syndrome said if everybody's super no one is like come on let's 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 agree on that 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 is kind of a a a, a more annoyance and a more um uh uh uh, uh uh, it's just a much more of a, uh, what is the word, uh, an annoyance and a technicality that we all kind of have to, like, navigate, uh, very, very carefully in terms of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Clapping back or interacting with uh, other ex-users on the platform, so we, we just gotta we just gotta be careful with that. But that could be avoided if you get rid of that. But also, if you don't, if you do get rid of that, it's probably gonna cost you know have more ads and stuff, and we all hate ads. So and this is a situation where nobody wins and nobody loses. We all or or, or we just all lose, I guess, because we've dug ourselves too deep with this, you know, these social media accounts where they're they're free, you know, quotations, but they have to have ads for them to make a profit. And it's like we all hate ads with a passion. Right? We hate ads. Everybody that I know hates ads, but they're necessary for us to use things that are free, you know. Unless you want to pay a subscription to use Twitter, you know, just to use it, fine, go ahead. But if you don't want to, use that. And you're sick of ads, well, tough squash, bro. Either get one or the other. You can't pick and choose in this battle, in this life. Not here. Sorry. That's just the way the world works. Now, one of my friends suggested to me that I talk about this. And I'll be honest, I've talked about this quite a bit. But I feel like we are entering a, a um. Pretty much like what it feels like is like where are we going after this part, in the cycle of this? Like where are we? Where what is the next big move in every in all this stuff right here? I'm gonna be talking about some nerd shit right now, okay? Some video game bullshit. And he wanted me to talk about um, the current state of Call of Duty and Halo Infinite, and, you know, how they release content, where they're at in their business model, how does this work, how are the players, like, feeling about it, you know, as a person who has played both, um, who has played both, um, games for a lot, you know, a lot of time has been, been used to play these video games, I have played Call of Duty, and Halo Infinite a lot of hours, you know, these this past year, however long these games have been alive, right? For even before the newest iterations of the franchise, I have played so much. And to talk about like what they do differently, what they do with what that is the same. How can we change it and what what could be what actually is fundamentally wrong about what they do? Why it needs to be changed or why it does not need to be changed. So if you don't know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has entered their fifth season of content. Um released, I believe the the game released back in October 2022. And uh Halo Infinite released uh I would say I think it was like November or October of 2021. And they are on their fourth season, I believe, at this point. I believe that their fourth season. And let me just start off with this. Halo Infinite is one of the slowest games to be currently in a content-drip, season-based approach to giving players more content throughout their game's lifespan. Which means after so many months, they'll have a season of things that you can unlock cosmetic-wise, you know, different types of game modes, different types of uh, um, features added, like Forge, custom games, stuff like that, right? Halo has been doing this Uh, since I think this, this game, I think, I think Halo 5 did something similar to it, but it wasn't like the modern day seasons model that game, that games do nowadays. So it's a little, it was, I think it was a little bit different back then, but now we're in like full fledged, like seasons and shit like that. And I have been playing Halo Infinite recently, but I've been going back I did the previous battle pass and I did the little mini winter update that they've, that they have. And I'm about to start on their current battle pass. And, you know, I, 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 browse and I look at, you know, what they have to offer in their, um, their season. What, what, you know, they have offered, have offered that you can unlock the cosmetic stuff, the cool shit like that, the stuff like that. Also what they have in the store that's available, available for you to buy, and all that shit. And as I was looking at the battle pass, I saw the time limit of how much time is left that is currently left in the Halo Infinite battle pass season 4. I believe it's probably at this point close to 70 days, maybe high 60s, but two more months of this season. Two more months. Of this season. And I'm not sure when it launched. I'll look it up right now. Just to be sure. So season 4 of Halo Infinite. Uh, launched June 20th. 2023. So. Almost going to be. Two months. in On August 20th. And at that point, they'll probably still have at least, like, 50 or high 60s days, right? Or mid-60s days. That's still a lot of time left to continue that season. I'll be honest. And, you know, the fact that they have this, like, long to make seasons of content. And for it to kind of just be the same old, same old, I think. Cosmetics and bullshit like this. And they want to make this game continue for, what, uh, 10 years is what they said? That they want to see Halo Infinite develop and and get better and more content for at least 10 years? I mean, I just roll my eyes at that shit. I can't believe that that's actually, that they've actually said that. That that's actually something that you could find, and quotable, that they said that they want to have this game be relevant for 10 years. The way that it's going, you're going to have to probably make more things that we actually want to see in Halo to keep playing it. Now, right now, I'm playing it a lot. So much. But, as I'm playing it, I'm also criticizing it. I'm finding things in this game that should not be a thing. That really, really should not be a thing. First of all, this new season, 343 Industries decided to put out a new weapon, their first new weapon in the game's existence. You know what it is? The Bandit Rifle. The Bandit Rifle, if you don't know, is based off the Halo DMR which was introduced in Halo Reach, essentially essentially the battle rifle replacement, because back then, Halo Reach did not have the battle rifle. It only had the DMR, which was a single-fire gun compared to the battle rifle's three-round burst gun. Now, if you look at it, the guns do the same amount of damage. There is absolutely pretty much... No uh, differentiation between the gun's power. One bullet back then of the DMR would do the same amount of damage as the three-round burst of the battle rifle. Now, we have essentially both of them in this game. We We have that too with Halo 4 and 5 as well. But in this game, Halo Infinite, the newest one, they... Absolutely, absolutely made this gun one of the most unusable guns that has ever graced any first person shooter game in history of the genre. You know what they did? They took away the sight for the bandit rifle or the DMR, whatever. I know they're not the same gun, but they took away the scope. On a gun that was, you know, forged to be a medium to some to medium long range and basically make it a close range gun. And this gun apparently is supposed to be used in SWAT, supposed to get headshots, but the fact that it does not have a scope, it does not let you see far. It doesn't let you really have the same amount of accuracy as the battle rifle or its predecessors before, is an actual, like, game-breaking gun. Like, I don't think... There is, like, basically no purpose for you to pick up that gun in any mode other than SWAT. And even with SWAT, I'll be honest, it is hard to get somebody from far away with a bandit rifle. It is borderline impossible because it doesn't zoom in all that far, and it looks like a gun that you should be able to pick people off from distance, but you can't. So it's like a gun that's like looks like a gun that could fire from a long-range distance, but actually cannot. So not only did 343 butcher a gun that was a fan favorite, that was known for being accurate, And killing folk fools um, from a distance, and at one point was the medium to medium long range gun in Halo Reach. They just took it away. They they essentially made it not even usable, not not even like worth picking up. Like again, if you're not playing SWAT, I don't see any purpose that you would consciously pick up that rifle because it is so bad the kick the recoil the the fire rate the the zooming in the the sound everything about that gun is terrible and they're proud that they finally put it in there they were actually excited that that gun made it to the game i can't believe how wrong this studio has been for this long to keep that gun there and to just make, just to, just to keep it how it is, and, and, like, everything about that gun is a sin. Is a sin. They just, you know, they were lazy, they didn't have any new guns yet, where it's like, where are the new guns? Like, there should be more guns in this game, this is just weird and it's just stupid. But no, they didn't want that, They 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 took forever to put in a new gun, and they butchered it. It was terrible, it's not even worth using, and it's just silly. They also have a couple new maps in 2, which is always nice to see, but there's also a few maps that you look at it and you're like, who the fuck allowed this map in this game? The way this game is played, this makes no sense. There is a map that is literally three lanes. They're not even trying to make it at all creative, there are nothing, it's just like three hallways, two levels on each, and one massive hallway that looks like just like one of those boring-ass missions that are in the campaign where you just go down a hallway and kill Covenant. That's all it is, just strip from the game and put it right there. A couple floating objects for you to have cover and have advantages and, and high ground and all that, but that's about it. There is no creativity in this map. I, you've had to had to play the Forge maps, you know, some of the fan-made maps, are so much better than these maps that these guys make. And it just shows to you that, well, shit. Where did your map team go? Are they gone? Are they no longer being funded? Do they have jobs? Where where, where are they? Can they be found? Are they on LinkedIn? What is going on? For real. like I, I just don't understand how that happens. And like I said, I'm playing it and i'm enjoying my time playing it but that doesn't mean that the game is free of criticism that that you should be able i should be able to as a fan to criticize the game where it is failing where it is underperforming there's a lot of wet new maps out there that i like a lot of the new big team battle maps i really really like a lot of the new maps that, uh, the maps that they brought in um from halo 4 that that i really like the one from halo 2 though atrocious they should have thrown that out take that map out it's not good there's good and then there's bad but also the way that they how long they take for them to respond to any form of criticism is insane like that bandit should have been gone week one should have been gone no one likes it no one cares about it it's like the most unused gun in the history of halo i'm pretty sure it might be that also goes for Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty, I think, really needs like to f- fix things that are not performing well. I was playing multiplayer, and I was lagging in matches. I was lagging in games. Not from my connection, from server um, capabilities. The server's are just not up to speed. I was like rubber banding for no reason whatsoever. I, my internet is good. It's got good speed. The fact that I was rubber banding in every match that I've been playing in this session a few days ago, I was like, no fucking way. There should be no reason that I am lagging as bad as I am at this point. The fact that also, that with this game, that the... the um. Listen, I'll be honest. Like, some of the seasons take a while. You know, a lot of these games, you know, just just seems like they want to take their time with all this shit. And you know what? I know that I'm not, like... The demographic um, audience anymore. Like I'm no longer their target audience. It's like fucking little kids, right? Ten year old kids that have no fucking brain. That all they do is just sit there and play fucking games and don't give a shit, right? They get their mom's credit card, they put it on there, and they fucking buy everything in the fucking store. Their mom's like, "What the fuck you doing, bro?" And the mom's like, not gonna uh, disobey the kid because parents are shit. But besides that point, you know, I think that these companies, these these games. They really need to focus on putting in cool, cool shit in their fucking games. And I I, I am sick and tired of what Call of Duty puts out for their, their operator skins. I mean, who in the fuck wanted Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg? Who the fuck wanted the boys? I mean, what in the fuck is that? I can't I can't wrap my head I they they put a little mouse or a rat they put a bunny they put a fucking cat like what in the fuck are they doing over there what is going on I've been saying this for years what it feels like but it, and I know, I know it's not it's like been months but I want some authentic US Army Rangers some authentic Navy Seals authentic recon marines like give me some authentic military shit bro this is a military shooter and you're making it so fucking candy ass bro so fucking candy ass i can't i can't believe it that is one of my big gripes with call of duty is they're bullshit bullshit ass operators that nobody wants to be and they make a big announcement Nicki minaj is coming to call who the fuck cares Who gives a shit? If Dicky Minaj's booty is not fucking amazing, I ain't playing that shit. If they fucking make her booty normal, like, nah, get that out of my face. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I liked it when they had um, Rambo, John McClane. That was badass. That actually sort of fit. That kind of fit. The fact that Microsoft has now pretty much bought Activision gives me hope. Gives me hope. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if they actually added, if they had the balls for Activision to get the permission from Microsoft, or pretty much, you know, they don't need permission no more. Microsoft owns them. Microsoft putting in a Master Chief Operator skin in Call of Duty. That might be fucking incredible. I'll be honest. That would be the coolest crossover that you thought that you would never see in your lifetime. There was a period when, you know, the the, the the debate when I was in high school was what is a better shooter? What was the best shooter? And it was at the point where Call of Duty was going up against Halo 3. And then at one point, Halo Reach and all that stuff. There was Wars in school, debates and arguments in school, which was better, and all, it was always the PlayStation guys, the PlayStation guys would always be like, yeah, Halo is dumb, we have Call of Duty, it's like, bitch, we also have Call of Duty, but we do have Halo, so fuck you, and it was like a big, like, debate, and there was like, uh, people, you know, bashing on one game and another, it's like, man, y'all suck, you know, y'all suck, and, the fact that it's a possibility. You know, it's it's possible that we can get a Master Chief operator skin in Call of Duty. The fact that you know, with the with the Activision um acquisition from Microsoft. That that could be fucking incredible. That's something that I would want to see. That's something that I would pay for. I'll be honest. I don't I don't buy a lot of these skins anymore, the operator skins, because they just are pieces of shit they're they're trash they're they're terrible like ain't no way i'm gonna fucking buy Nicki minaj for real like no way even when they announced the boys right starlight homelander black noir like these fuckers don't fit in this game they just don't belong it doesn't make any sense this is stupid this is like the one of the worst decisions that they've ever fucking made i'll be honest the The Boys is much, much, much worse than Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg because at least those are like pop cultural references, pop cultural people that are popular at least. But for people to 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 like, what should we put in? What what's uh, popular? The, well, it's not. There's no season, but The Boys was cool. Yeah, we'll put The Boys in. Like, talk about like, read the room, fellas. is anyone talking about the boys is anybody there's no season of the boys like it seems like this should have came out last year what's going on what the fuck is happening anyway like these 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 franchises really need to just figure out what the fuck is cool and what is isn't, man like bandit rifle not cool get rid of it the boys not cool get rid of it come on Season 5 has launched for COD. This is the season where they're supposed to put out Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg. I I would actually want to see that how many people actually buy those skins. But you know what it was? What made them probably the most money is putting Messi in the game. Messi alone probably like made their quarterly earnings like Plus a hundred percent because he's so fucking popular. Don't get me wrong, Snoop Dogg and Nicki Minaj are popular as well, but in Call of Duty, like, come on. Like well, what were you thinking? Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg into Call of Duty. Get the fuck out. I know Snoop Dogg has been in the marketing for Call of Duty in the past and he likes Call of Duty, but Nicki Minaj? Really? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's makes any sense whatsoever. All right, guys, that's going to be it for me today. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. New episodes drop every Thursday morning. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that great stuff. And yeah, everybody, thank you for listening and thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next week.